0: Koshyan Cast, the weekly sports anime fan pod- podcast. My name is Matt and joining me today is a very special guest, Matt. Hey. All right, so Matt, we are reviewing Long Riders and let me tell you it has been a long time coming. Um this show premiered in the fall season last year uh, and it aired its first 10 episodes but then production delays meant that they weren't able to release the last two until February. So we've been waiting with bated breath to finally give a cumulative summary of this uh, very special show.
1: Yeah, so I, I, for this show was kind of our dark horse for last season. We didn't really know what at all to expect from it. Mm-hmm. And I uh, we watched the first episode and we both came out with... Actually, two very different opinions. I did not like it in the least.
0: And unfortunately, I did.
1: Right. And unfortunately, I was the one who turned out to be right in the end about
0: that. Yeah, I had to take back a lot of my words. I was very high on Long Riders at first because it seemed like it was going to just be a fun show about people discovering the joy of doing something new, Um It turned out to be more focused on, uh, the joy of having terrible production values and a threadbare slash non-existent plot. Right. Um, and a desperate attempt to sell merch for a show that did not deserve to be created in the first place.
1: I don't even know how much merch we're even going to be getting. But, anyway, why don't you just describe the show real quick before we move on with that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, the premise is that it's all about a group of female college students. Um, the main character is a girl named, uh, Amy, who, uh, finds... She discovers the joy of cycling, so one of... Her, her best friends is named Aoi, uh, who is a cyclist, and Amy decides she wants to cycle with her. Um, she ends up getting a bike, and over the course of the show, they start riding with uh, other students from their college named Hinako uh, and Yayoi and Saki. Um, and the five of them together form their own personal team and decide to work together to get better at cycling and uh, compete in... Uh, multi-day events called uh, fleshes or single person multi-day events called brevets um and the show sort of concludes with amy becoming a capable cyclist uh through the mentorship of all of her teammates
1: right and that's pretty much the show uh and honestly we derived as much plot from that as we could
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and it's not that straightforward in the show either because a lot of the episodes are completely all over the place they don't really add anything to the characterization the most infamous example is at one point amy gets hung up on how uh, much different parts cost for her bike so she gets a second job at a maid cafe and you spend the entire episode watching her at a maid cafe being, like, uncomfortable and in introducing other random characters who never show up again.
1: Right. For example, we have, uh, her boss there who, you know, it's kind of a, it's a slightly amusing gag that, you know, that the reason why she likes having Amy there is because she's so clumsy, and even though she's breaking everything, she's actually drawing in a lot of customers because she's fulfilling the clumsy maid trope, which yeah. is, it, it's a little funny, but... I'm really making that a lot more interesting than it, what it actually is.
0: Yeah, so they, they have this tendency in this show to introduce characters and themes and then drop them immediately for no apparent reason. Um, the elephant in the room is just the production values because, uh, like I said at the top, they were only able to produce 10 episodes when in the fall season when they were supposed to do 12 um and the station they were airing them on said that hey you know i know you didn't finish the show but we don't have time for you to air the last two until february so they had to wait two months after the end of the show in order to actually air the final two episodes so their production was an absolute disaster um it's it's one of those things where you, you, you imagine the story of how long writers got made is way more interesting than the story of long well
1: because I think what it was I think what they were attempting to sh- do in it, it, considering how cheaply this show was made I wouldn't be shocked if this was just a hurried attempt to cash in on the popularity of bakuan uh, which we neither one of us has watched uh, yeah but from what I understand I, I had talked with a friend of mine or two who had told me it's like yeah this series is basically a worse version of bakuan. It's the it's the same basic premise where you have a bunch of girls who get together, riding bikes. Though in that case it's motorcycles, and you know just sort of having you know tête-à-têtes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know there's just a lot of relaxing conversations, some goofy moments, etc. And it seems like Long Riders was somewhat of a cynical attempt to sort of very quickly cash in on that because. Yeah. Uh, like, cause that came out at the beginning of last year, and this mm-hmm. made it for the fall season.
0: Yeah, so it was, like, n- nine months after Bakuan started airing.
1: Right, and it seems like, and what it seems like is that they wanted to, especially because animation works a little bit differently in Japan, because there it's all, because, uh, there it is a bit more of a weekly cycle, mm-hmm. uh, Rather, there's not a whole lot of... Pr- like, there is pre-production, but it's a lot more of a hurried pace. You get episodes in as they're supposed to air a lot right. of times. And so, that that's why I can't help but imagine... Like, I don't, I don't have any proof about that, so I'm not going to act like I'm a source here. Uh, but that's what it kind of feels like to me.
0: Yeah, so other than riding bikes can be cool and plots are for nerds, uh, <laughs> what sort of themes, if any, do you think Long Riders was trying to communicate and do you think it communicated them effectively?
1: Uh no. My <laughs> I, I, I pass.
0: Yeah, right, exactly.
1: <laughs> uh it's, I I'm I, I'm half joking here. This is a show where effectively nothing happens. Yeah. This is a show where you get a section where the girls are get together and they talk about riding a bike or what the, what the type of uh what type of ride they're going to be doing yeah then they get together and they do it yeah
0: and it's hard and that, for amy it. and she says it's hard to ride this bike and they say but you should keep doing it and then she does and then everyone tells her you did well and she says i feel proud for having ridden my bike well
1: right and this this is a cycle that happens over and over again. <laughs> a cycle? <laughs> yeah, it, I guess the whole idea is that Amy is a lot better at this than she gives herself credit for. It, it's about boosting her self-confidence, I, I guess. Because she constantly undermines how well she can actually ride the bike. Or, you know, whether or not she can do it or not. But, you know, through the help of her friends, she can see... Like, no, I'm actually a lot better at this than I realize. Like, I, I you know, the... A strong will can accomplish anything. Except... I don't know. It feels very... It rings very hollow in this series. And I think part of the problem is that... We don't really get a good sense of the core connection between these characters. Because... Again, like... So... Amy and Aoi, who is kind of the one... Aoi is kind of the one who originally gets Amy into cycling. Uh... They just... Because, you know, they've just been friends all their lives... Do you even remember how uh Amy met Yayoi and Hinako? They just kind of run into yeah, each other. Yeah, they
0: ran into him while they were biking.
1: And that's pretty much it. Like there's and I, I don't understand what the what the relationship of these girls does for one another beyond let's go ride bikes. And they try and make it seem like they they do have this very strong bond. But, again, it's one of those things where they have to keep telling you that. There was one scene where I liked, uh, where they kind of conveyed Amy's loneliness. Uh, And this is the only part of the series I think is even slightly memorable, because it's the only part I remember. Uh, And it's where she is... uh, She goes out for a ride on her own because nobody else can go with her. And she's sitting there kind of lonely. She's, like, looking at her phone, and she takes a picture of her ice cream. And, you know, and, you know, she's just kind of sitting there. And then she gets an email, and she quickly checks her phone because she thinks she got a response. And she's kind of let down by the fact that it's an email. I think that did a decent job conveying the loneliness. Mm
0: -hmm. You know,
1: as opposed, you know, like, it did a decent job of conveying what it's like to be separated from the group. As opposed to, you know you know it conveyed why it's important for amy to be with this group because she's bored. i mean that's about it yeah, that's exactly. what i got and, and i mean that's just that's not really a compelling reason to watch these characters interact not only that but these characters just sort of fall into the same tropes that we see over and over again in so many different uh anime like Amy's, you know, the cute, clumsy girl who's very shy, but, you know, but, you know, she really wants to try hard for everybody's sake. You have Aloy, who's kind of the big sister character. She kind of looks over, like, she's overly protective of Amy. You have, uh, Hinako, who's kind of the, she's kind of the the small spitfire character. And then you have Yo-Yo, who's kind of the curvaceous, you know, kind of separated from everybody. These are not interesting characters, they don't do anything with these characters to make them anything more beyond their normal trope.
0: Yeah, um, it, it kind of fails to... It fails to do anything but serve as a vehicle. Um, this is <laughs> sort of... yeah. This, this is capitalized in, I think, episode 9 or 10 um it's hard to remember since it was several months ago at this point (laughs) yeah um when they are going for the azumi autumn ride uh and they go to the hotel beforehand and they all go to a spa and they sit around naked and talk about each other's boobs and you get a bunch of close-ups on their boobs and you're like oh i didn't think this was this kind of show you know it, it felt like they were realizing what a disaster their production was turning into and they knew the only way they were going to scrape, you know, any profit out of it is to accentuate their sexy char- character like y- y- mostly yoyoy, right. and justify some fan merch.
1: Yeah, exactly. Which, by the way, I just did a quick search on one of the sites I tend to go to, and I don't even see any merch for the series. Uh. Like... And I mean I, I think you're right, I think that was their intent. but again, I don't think anybody cares about the series. Yeah, exactly. So and like so no at the very like maybe you can find some in Japan, like actually like around, but no import site is gonna carry like long riders of stuff, especially when there's Yuri on ice to profit off, you know.
0: <laughs> right, of course.
1: But uh and that's kinda of the problem. It feels very indecisive about what it wants to do. Like, does it want to be... Like, does it actually want to tell, like, kind of this sort of heartfelt story of these girls getting together? Does it want to just be sort of this outlandish, uh, fanservice-y show? Like, it doesn't know, and it feels... It feels like this production didn't really have any direction to it whatsoever.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Uh, and I think... (sighs) I don't. I don't even know what I think. This is. They do a lot of talking about the things that they are going to do. Right. Uh, like a great example of this is with the brevets and the fleshes. It's kind of a plot point that they bring up early on in the show, where they think where it seems like that they have a direction that they're going in. It's like okay, so they're establishing the brevets and fleshes now. Cause this is the because this is they're gonna get to a point where they're gonna ride a Breveter or a flesh nope uh, no doesn't really ever happen at the very end of the show they are still talking about going to go ride a Breveter or a flesh one day
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it's like and it's kind of like you, you kind of set up that goal at the beginning and you never really got anywhere with
0: it mm-hmm
1: I mean, I guess you guys did the autumn ride, which was close to being a brevet, I guess, but it's it feels like they maybe had a little something in mind when they started. Like, it felt at the very least that this was a direction that the show could take, where, you know, it's like these girls are maybe just sort of doing this for fun at first, and then, you know, they could crack down, like, mm-hmm. once they decide, okay, so by this time, we're going to work on writing a... We're going to make sure that we're good enough to be a flash like to ride a private okay great so we could see them like train to go like we could see them train more to do this like you know we could go a little bit more in detail about you know the type of riding that they're gonna have to look into the type of uh, the type of cycle like you know what type of bike would be best for this what the route is gonna be and we could do a lot with that but again the series doesn't really seem terribly concerned about it it's a little bit more concerned about I don't know sitting around and discussing their new uniform that they're gonna ride
0: uh, yeah. like where would ride. Yeah. Um one one plot point I want to bring up briefly that just was sort of proof of how this show does not exist within reality right. is that uh, so Amy's first purchase actually she didn't get a normal like a road racer bike. Right. The first bike she got was a pocket bike or like it's a fold, a folding bicycle um that because she just wanted it to commute back and forth to college which makes sense that's sort of what these tiny transportable bicycles are for um but she started doing long rides with Oi using this folding bicycle um and she was trying to like ride up hills and do genuine long distance rides on what is effectively a child's toy. And it took several episodes for someone to say, like, you know, the tires on a folding bike are way smaller and it's not designed for racing, so you're gonna have a difficult time using it for that. And she was just like shocked and confused by that. Like, you know, she's she's such a, a stupid character in her makeup <laughs> that she has to be told that in order to do road races you need road racing bikes. And that, right. you know, like tiny bicycles with little wheels are not that efficient at movement. You know, like stuff that you would just know intuitively by seeing the two bikes next to each other, she needs to be told in explicit terms.
1: Right. And uh, it's kind of interesting, too, that you bring up uh, uh, her original bike because that seems like it was something that was designed to sell merch because it even had a cute, it's a, it's a cute tiny little bike That suit that suits Amy's cute little personality, and she even gives it a cute nickname like a -a Pontacoon. Yeah, like uh, her her bike that she considers her friend and that she's always gonna ride. Yeah, and it like she dumps it like nothing. Yeah, exactly. After four episodes,
0: yeah, she never talks about it again.
1: Right, and not only that, but it was like it it was just so weird. To have like this bike that's almost that she almost that's almost considered a character, like early on, and then to just see it sort of dumped because yeah you know, understandably understandably if she wants to keep pursuing this career or this like you know this hobby you know she's gonna need to have a better bike.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It just it feels weird to me that we just didn't start with. With the road bike, why did we need to start with Pontacoon in the the first place? I
0: mean, I think the only reason would be if if the goal of the show is to help Japanese women realize that they too can ride bikes. That, you know, folding bikes are an option that are a little less intimidating than a road bike. Um, But I'm not really sure that's what it was for. It doesn't really feel targeted towards women. It feels targeted towards men. Right, it,
1: it kind of feels targeted towards that same group of men, you know, who just want to watch cute girls do cute things. Exactly. It's very it's, it's very unintimidating. Like, none of the girls are terrible... Like, they're not terribly complicated. No. They they just sort of fit a very specific niche. And, you know... And you can pick them- your favorite. Yeah. yeah, you can just kind of pick your favorite. There, there's no judgment there. The, and that's kind of what the series is. It's a series without judgment. And that is a tough thing to pull off. Mm-hmm. Like, to actually keep it compelling. Very few series can do that. And can you name
0: one? one? <laughs>
1: uh... No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think, like, if I... Put on the spot, no, I can't think of one. If, if I had some time, maybe I could think of something. But... Yeah
0: fair enough you can tell we prepared really well for this podcast yeah. um, the uh, we prepared about as well for this podcast as Long Riders staff prepared to make an anime yeah um, essentially
1: that's a great point <laughs> uh, uh,
0: so do you do you want to wrap up and just say like what sticks out if you're gonna if a year from now you're gonna be thinking back on Long Riders what's gonna stick with you from that show
1: I honestly am concerned I'm not gonna remember this series after we're done recording <laughs>
0: I I would be delighted to evacuate it from my memory as well.
1: I feel like Long Riders is going to be one of those series that, like, two years down the lines, somebody is going to bring it up. I'm like, I had... uh, Huh, have I seen that series? And I maybe, like, check some, like, art. It's like, this looks familiar.
0: Well, yeah, and then you'll remember, oh my gosh, I reviewed that week to week for three months.
1: Right. Like, because there is nothing that's, like... This is a series that's not. This is a series that's almost designed to be forgotten.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, it's cheap. It's candy.
1: It's cheap. It, it's there to make a quick profit off of a couple of a select group of nerds. Sorry, yeah. I mean we're nerds too. That's not meant to be judgment. Yeah. Uh, it's meant to. Ju- and then, you know, you just quickly move on to the next thing. You buy maybe the Blu-rays, maybe you find, like, a sticker, you find, like, a statue or two or a figure or two, you throw it in your closet, you forget about it, and then when you're moving one day, you pull it out, it's like, oh yeah, I remember this series. And then toss mm-hmm. it right back in the box.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I do have to say, the one thing I'm really looking forward to is deleting the Diceki app off my phone. <laughs> Uh, Matt,
1: we do not need to keep trashing Dicey. <laughs>
0: it's it's a bad app, Matt. It's a bad app. I know,
1: app. I know it is.
0: Um, but anyway, so I like I just love the fact that we downloaded the Dicey app specifically to watch Long Riders. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like we
1: have to be some of the only people who did that. Oh yeah, I know,
0: I know who who's like a an exclusive diehard. Uh, long riders watcher now
1: um, on anime's news network for their voting of anime of the year they had 12 people vote for long riders so if you are watching now i do apologize
0: yeah we we were not one of those 12 fans
1: who watched we were probably you like there have like those must be the only other people who have actually sat through and watched the show i know Right. Like, I, like, outside of us. And I feel really bad, because we have to be some of the only people who are putting out something on Long Riders. Yeah. And we didn't... We're sorry not to be contributing to the positivity here, guys, but... It's not a show.
0: There's nothing positive to say. Avoid it like the plague, if you can even find it. Right, yeah, Um, exactly.
1: Because this is a show that is going to be lost to history, I think.
0: I don't know. I mean, it did actually get licensed. Um,
1: Right, and there's a sick part of me that wants the Blu-rays. Because there's there's almost a part (laughs) of me that just wants to see it keep surviving somehow. Like, maybe long into the future, Long Riders is going to be one of those, like, like big collector's items, or probably not, but I want no. somebody down the line to like, I don't know, somebody who's doing a review show down the line of really old and strange anime to go through like my to like go like have like a garage sale one day and have somebody dig through my junk and be like, huh, that's interesting. And then we'll yeah. see another, we'll see a review for it like that, like gets like decently popular down the line in like, I don't know, 10 years.
0: Uh, oh, 10. I mean, anyway. Who, who knows? I think that this is a forgettable show that will be forgotten as soon as we finish this episode. So, um, I, I, I think we've we've wrapped up several times, but I do appreciate your time, Matt. I do appreciate you surviving Long Riders with me these last Not several months. Um, I think uh, we're going to cut to the credits, and uh, I will check in with you next week as we continue our quest to watch every sports anime that's currently airing um, and uh, thanks thanks for, thanks for your time
1: always a pleasure Matt All
0: right. bye bye. our logo design is by James Ratcliffe the theme music is Fly High by Burnout Syndromes covered and performed by Luke Bartka you can follow Koshiencast on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter and our email is koshiencast at gmail.com Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll be back next week with the best and worst from the world of sports anime. And until then, keep training.